Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Braith Bamkin is a business owner, author, and speaker who has supported over 2,200 entrepreneurs in multiple industries by merging his corporate and small business know-how. In our conversation, we explore strategies to build your brand and optimize relationships. Here's Braith. Hey there, Braith. Welcome to the Boost Podcast. Kelly, thank you so much. I'm so looking forward to spending some time with you. Likewise. And so for folks who are hearing your name for the first time, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Oh, so I I never know where to begin with that because you know, people say that and I can take them all the way back to the 80s because I'm that old. But um, I, I think the more pertinent stuff is that uh, for the last 20 years, I've been working in uh, B&I in Melbourne Central. And out of that, I've built a... Uh, business on training and uh, public speaking and keynote presentations. I've written some books and yeah, I just like to help people. Awesome. Well, I love that. I love people who love to help people because I'm a helper as well. And particularly, (laughs) I have a sweet spot for folks who are interested in helping entrepreneurs and business leaders. And I know you've helped thousands of businesses to really have success. And so from your perspective, what are some of the common traits um, success traits that you've noticed just over the years and in your work? Yeah, well, it's I've been documenting this. So I've actually started about five or six years ago documenting all of the things that I saw from really successful people because the truth is I'm kind of lazy. If somebody's done something before and they've been really good at it, I just don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. So I, I want to go, well, you did that. It worked for you. I'm going to have a crack at that. So I've seen some consistent stuff over time that really great leaders are doing. And, and I'm writing a book about one of them at the moment called Busting the Busy Myth. And it's a really interesting phenomenon that truly successful people never talk about being busy. So you go to them and you engage with them and you ask them to spend some time with you or to meet with you. They never say, I'm too busy. Mm. Or if you invite them out for a lunch or a coffee, they might have stuff in their agenda, but they never say, I'm too busy. They always will say something like, hey, I'd love to catch up with you, but at the moment my schedule's full. Let's see if we can find a time later. And you know what I've worked out that is all about? it leaves them with potentiality because Mm. if you shut people down, opportunity is going to come to you. When you shut people down with I'm too busy, all of a sudden you start to create a pattern of behaviour for those people around you where they simply won't come to you with ideas, opportunities, engagement, and you never know what somebody is going to bring to you with uh, with their ideas. And so really successful people will give you the time of day, even if it's just a couple of minutes. They'll say, hey, Kelly, I've only got a couple of minutes to my next meeting. I'd love to hear your idea or I'd love to hear what you want. Can you briefly share that with me? And let's see if we we can work that in. And so instantly they're saying your idea and you are important and I'm going to give you some time. But I've told you I only have X amount of time. So you know there's a time frame you're you're delivering that in. Mm -hmm. 
Or they may say, hey, look, now's not a great time. Let's schedule a call for next Thursday or next Friday. And, you know, it comes back to when we're kids. If your parents said to you, I'm too busy for you to play, and, you know, how did you feel? You felt rejected, right? So you kind of felt that you weren't important. And as adults, it's kind of similar. When people keep saying to you, I'm too busy for you, you're really saying, well, you're not important to me. And over time, that compounds. And you know, I'm a. I love reading the the book, The Slide Edge, by Jeff Olson. He talks. Oh about, my goodness! Yeah, I, I love that, that book. That's one of my favorites. But it's a, it's the same principle. It's like the slide edge principle. If you keep saying I'm too busy over time, over and over and over again, it compounds, and the behaviors around you you start to mold the way people hang with you and engage with you, and eventually you're shutting opportunity down. That was a very long, 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 long answer to your very simple question. No, but I love it. So, and it's funny <laughs> that you should say that because that was um, being too busy was one of the statements that I have, I'm trying to strike from my, um, you know, my vocabulary, because I do find that, you know, it's very easy to, I guess, claim that tag that, oh, I'm too busy. Well, well, when really in the grand scheme of it is like, am I really like, and to your point, it's um, even if I'm not telling, like, let's say it's you and I, um, and it's not that you're asking me for some of my time, but maybe I'm just reflecting on my day to mm. you that, oh, I'm just so busy and work and working that you then internalize it. Oh, well, you're too busy for me. I haven't asked anything of you, but you're too busy for me because you've said so many different times. And frankly, on a side note, this is a conversation that we've been having as a family um, because my mother-in-law is coming up in age and oftentimes we, as all of the siblings and in-laws are like, oh, so busy, so busy. And then now even she's saying, oh, darling, you're so busy. Yeah. And it, it struck me one day. I'm like, wait a second. I'm not too busy. Like, I'm not that busy. So like, I just need to stop saying that. Exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah. One of the other things that are, it's really interesting about the word is I've been studying the word for this book and historically what it meant was I'm going out to the fields to bring my crops in or bring my food in. So busy meant I was doing things that were directly contributing to the success of my life. But mm-hmm. over time, particularly in the, 19th, the 20th and the 21st century, we've ascribed it to somehow a, a statement of authority. Yeah. Um, when you're really busy, somehow we've got this gravitas that we're very important because we're so busy. And, you know, you've got a lot of stuff going on and you're really busy and therefore you are important. But what the word also has is that it has a negative effect on your vagus nerve because you keep inputting the word because words have power, right? Yeah. So you keep inputting that word into your body your body picks up that there is a level of anxiety and tension around that because busy is a nicky word, right? It feels, mm. say it, and it's like, oh, I be-, and you kind of conjure up in your head this agitation and this sort of angst, and you keep telling yourself, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. You're feeding your nervous system a message that you're in a slight state of a fight fight or flight. So you've got this agitation. So your entire vagus nerve system, which runs through your body, is getting this consistent message that we're in a state of anxiety. And so it creates this feeling 
that somehow we're agitated. And, you know, I, I have some friends who are always, and in inverted commas, no one can see my fingers on the recording, but I'm pretty <laughs> they're, they're really busy. And they say it and they wear it with a badge of pride, but they are always stress heads. It's mm. like you go out with them and they are like fidgety, agitated, nervy. They don't seem to be able to settle and it contributes to their entire life. Now they have got no job that's more important than yours or mine or anybody else's. Mm-hmm. They've just ascribed this term to their state of being, which is creating their state of being. So it's a right. it's a whole chicken and the egg thing. So you're mm-hmm. feeding in stress, you're putting out stress. And because thoughts have energy, because, you know, our little synapses are little electrons smashing in our little brains, so energy's putting out there. You put energy out there saying, I'm busy, people feel the vibe. You know, you yeah. go into a room where you feel a good vibe, it's because people are happy and they're light. You go into a room and you go, there's a bad vibe here. That's because that synaptic energy is coming out. There's bad stuff coming out. It's like it's not a good feeling. So on an on an individual level, you're transmitting a bad vibe when you're busy mm-hmm. in those commas. Right. <clears throat> so what okay, you gave a practical example of a way to if someone, you know, approaches you and is asking for some time and how you can, you know, sort of level set or align with them on, Hey, I've got a few minutes, but you know, we've also talked about just making the statement, just verbalizing I'm too busy. And oftentimes I find that the best way for me to stop doing something is to replace it with something else. So is there some sort of replacement to me um, verbally articulating, Oh, I'm so busy. What what could I practically potentially replace that with so that I don't embrace that uh-huh. bad four-letter word? <laughs> it's bad. It's a naughty four-letter word. A naughty, naughty four-letter word. Well, I think one of the things that I would say is that communication is the the best skill of any relationship. Before the podcast, we were talking about you and your producer in yes. long-term relationships. I'm in one. We all you know, know that when you're in a long-term relationship – Communication is king. And it's the same when you're in a business environment. If you communicate honestly and truthfully uh, to the people around you and you respond coming from a place of intent. And I love coming from a place of intention. That's really the power that we have as business owners to be intentional about our our business. Because I I have this fabulous model where I talk about that. But in intention when you really aren't wanting to shut somebody down, but you're really wanting to communicate honestly about what your situation is. So it may well be that you have to go and pick up your kid after school, or you have to go to a meeting, or not have to, but you've chosen that that's the priority, Mm -hmm. that that meeting is what you need to go to, because we all have choices, right? Right, right. Uh I I think maybe leaving a kid at school might not be a choice you want to (laughs) Right, would not be wise. It is a choice. You could you could be late for the kid, but you know, not not suggesting that as a parenting technique. But, right. But you know, if you go to a, you you can say no, I'm not going to that meeting. I'm on time. I'm going to be late to give you five minutes. But he would say, I have a meeting to get to, uh, and I don't have um, the ability to give you the attention you need right now. Can we schedule this later? So it's honesty and communication. Mm-hmm. But what that requires is a pause and. It, you know, in business, we don't often talk about heart. We talk about head. Have you ever read the book um, Business and Love by Steve Farber? 
No, I have not. Oh, it's great. You know, the okay. word love is not a word we use in business very often. It's you know, a word we ascribe to our personal relationships. But if we have love in business, then you know, you're coming from your heart. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you get out of your head and into your heart and you communicate from your heart, people feel that, that you are genuine. When you're communicating from the heart, you're genuine. Because we can get caught in our heads. Yes. And our heads, we can tell ourselves that we're busy and there's a lot of stuff going on in there. And you actually can feel it. The energy in your brain is is um, tangible and you can feel the way there's a lot of stuff going on. But if you bring that down and come from your heart and really look at the person or look at a person you're talking to and really come with your intention, mm-hmm. that is power. That is power and that is skill. And you know, removing the distractions is also part of that equation as well. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you a quick little story? Sure. I was um, recently talking to a guy who won in Australia a day with a billionaire. He's a guy that's a young entrepreneur. He's in his early 20s. And there's a guy here in Australia called Clive Palmer who's a big mining magnate. There's lots of mining magnates in Australia. But he's a big mining magnate. And so he got to spend the day with Clive. Mm-hmm. And Clive lives in Queensland and he had his private jet. So this guy got to hang out in Clive's private jet. Wow. And so, uh, you know, and he was flying around doing his mine visits and whatever mining magnates do in a day. I'm not sure of the specific. But he said the thing that was really fascinating was Clive didn't have his phone clamped to his hand and he wasn't glued to his computer. Mm-hmm. And he asked him what his key to success was. And he said, time to stop and think. Because when you think in business, you have space. And when you have space, things become easier. When Mm -hmm. we fill our space with stuff, Mm -hmm. we actually take away the ability to do. Because when we're doing all the time, we really eliminate our our ease. So Mm -hmm. life and business isn't meant to be hard. And it's not meant to be busy. It's meant to be easy. doesn't mean it's always going to be uh, stress-free because Business also means that we're dealing with problems and challenges. That's really the nature of business, addressing problems and challenges. It's how we go about facing those that I think is the the real key to it. So he was really fascinated by that. So his assistants would hand him his mobile phone when required and his his, uh, computer. And and I'd love to have an assistant that would do that for me, and I'm sure, (laughs) Kelly, you would love that. We're not Australian mining billionaires. But we can actually take some of those little things and do them in our life. And and I don't know about you, but I disconnected from social media during the big pause we had in 2020. I won't Mm. mention that that Mm -hmm. word either, but that was a pause. So I kind of disconnected from the media. I disconnected from social media and I'm very intentional now because I use it for my business. So I need to be in there. So I go in with an intention and then I come out. So I'm intentional. And I don't have them logged on all the time. There's no pings and dings and rings. And with the the news, I have a very set agenda of when I will and where I will get my news from. And I'm very intentional about it. And I don't listen to opinion. <laughs> I'm not interested in opinion. I want mm-hmm. facts. I want it simpler. And there's, you know, in 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 Australia, there's one news source that I would choose to 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 use for that. You know, where, wherever you are, there, I'm sure there will be a choice for you to to choose one and. Um, look at it intentionally and then get out. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's interesting. Okay, so you talked about disconnection as it pertains to social media and certain, you know, media publications, et cetera. But then I know you're also a big believer in connection 
but yes. as it pertains to business. So, so tell us a little bit more about what it means in business. I know. And that was kind of the model. I think you were going to try and draw out of me at the beginning. And I went <laughs> off on my tangent on my, my no, tangent. no, we're good. I'm so excited about the busy thing. It's like, I'm writing it at the moment and it's like really all, all consuming. It's exciting, but yeah, look, I really over the years have looked at why successful people seem to move through life with a state of ease uh, and and have success come to them in a way that I would perceive as easy. They have a very clear purpose, and the old language for that would have been vision. So vision is something that some people still use, and I still use it occasionally, but purpose is a more human word, I think. You know, when what's my purpose? Why am I doing what I'm doing in my business? Here's a tip, Kelly. Businesses exist for one reason and one reason only to solve somebody else's problems. Yeah. That's all your business exists for. So if your business is solely to solve somebody else's problems, what is the purpose of your business, of you being in that business? Why do you want to help people solve that problem? Mm -hmm. Secondly, what's the intention you have about going around to do this? how you how you actually execute on your purpose. And that's it, the old language for that would have been mission. Mm-hmm. So I like intention because it really comes from the heart. Yeah. And in business, we're all human beings. Sometimes we like to take the human out of business. But guess what? We're all human beings running businesses. Yeah. So if you put your humanness into the business, it's really a reflection of you. And then the connection is how you deliver this purpose and intention to the people in your business. And that really is found founded on values. So what are your values? What is really important to you? And here's the thing, when you connect with people through values that matter to you, you're clear about your purpose and you're intentional about the way you get there. People who will want to do business with you will follow you to the ends of the earth. Because the people who align with that um, triptych, they are going to be your mad raving fans. And guess what? Whatever you're doing and however you're doing it, there is somebody out there that wants to be your customer. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I know, you know, oftentimes we talk in terms of like um, a business, are they business to business or business to consumer? And so it's this notion of no, we're human to human because at the end of the day, a business can't stroke a check or pay, you know, there's a person (laughs) behind every decision, every interaction. And so we have to look at, you know, just sort of those, those relationships. And I know um, you're very relational um, and relationship focused. Um, yeah. And so what are some of the ways or maybe trends, and I don't know if trends is the right right word or not, but what are some of the ways that you have found um, work really well in terms of increasing your effectiveness in really building sort of authentic and genuine relationship with people? I, again, it comes back to clear communication. So if you're clear about uh, what you're doing and why you're doing it, and you communicate that loud and to everyone that's the first step um at the moment uh i'm involved in the marketing institute in australia i've just been judging the national marketing awards and we're seeing a massive trend in personalization in marketing so technology has allowed us to almost speak to our customers one-on-one every time and you've seen it for a few years 
Um, Amazon was really the first to start doing that when they started giving you book recommendations. So, you know, Kelly was looking at a novel about British history or something, and, and then it gives you a suggestion of 10 other books about British history that you might yes. want to read. And yep. so that was the early days of doing that. And really that was AI. You know, that's been happening for 20 years. Everyone thinks AI started last year with ChatGPT. Right. It's, it's right. been around for a while. It's yeah. been around since uh, the 90s. But so... AI has the ability to interpret your behaviours and look at the way you're in, interacting with the business and communicate back. And you can do it through uh, in a B2C environment through suggestions like that. In a B2B environment, you have the ability through your CRM, Customer Relation Management Tool, to uh, send emails to people uh, that are very focused on their buying patterns, their desires to engage with your company, if they like specific products, you can really push out products that are on special or that you've improved or that you've introduced. So you start to be able to see where your customers interact with you. And we've all got those emails. I mean, I, I and these days it's SMS as well because we have the ability to SMS out of most of our CRMs. And I get SMSs all the time from, from people telling me this is happening in their business or that's happening or there's a course coming up or there's an article coming up or there's a product released or there's a mm-hmm. discount. And, you know, we are being bombarded with a lot of noise. Yes. But when you're purposeful, intentional and connected with your customers, they will pay attention because they know that what you've got to say is going to align with what they want to do. So this isn't just B2B, this is B2C, it's the whole gamut. So if you think about all the communications you get, I, I get lots of them. Mm-hmm. I go, delete, 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 delete. Oh, that company, I like that company. I will look at that. Now, I may only look at one in three or four of those, and I mightn't look at it every time, but that's a whole lot better than none out of none, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Bray, this has been an awesome conversation. I appreciate you and everything that you do. If folks are listening and they want to stay in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I have a very unique name, Braith Bamkin. So I get a great, great website, braithbamkin.com. So jump onto my website. There's buckets of free stuff on there so they can download free stuff and find me on all the social medias as well. It's it's wonderful having a name like mine because no one else is going to do it. <laughs> so true. So true. Thank you so much for all that you do. And thank you for your insights today. Thank you. Well, that concludes this episode of The Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost-related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com.